Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Stella Hill. I hope you guys just enjoyed Dr. Will Miller just before me. That guy is really, really smart. I have talked with him a couple times, and I admire him very much. So this week, give me a minute while I'm working on some technical things. Today, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep into Della's philosophy on life. And let me give you my disclaimer. Like I always do, I am here to inspire thought. I am here to provoke thought. I am not here to feed thought. I do not want to tell you what to think. I don't want you to believe me just because I'm talking. Even if I have said some things that you think were pretty smart that you found true for you, that doesn't mean that every single thing I say is going to be true for you. As I'm speaking and as everybody in the world speaks, I encourage you to listen inside of yourself, listen to your higher voice, because it's going to ring true for you about some things that I say and other things I say might even grate a little bit. And when you find that, ask yourself, why does it grate? Does it grate because it goes against something that you've been previously taught? Is it something that you would like to believe, but it goes against what you've been previously taught, so it's difficult for you to believe? Are you maybe going to hear something that maybe even rings a little bit true, and yet you're going to argue against it because it goes against what you previously have understood to be true? And what I'm also going to remind you is nobody else knows the truth for you. There are a lot of really smart people on this world, on this earth. There are a lot of great philosophers. There are a lot of people who have studied religion and philosophy and have come up with all kinds of ideas like me. That doesn't mean that we're right. And it doesn't mean that you should believe everything we say just because we say it. Anytime you encounter information, one of my foster daughters used to say, if it fits, let it sit. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. But even if I say something that you disagree with, I hope that you ask yourself, why do you disagree with that? What about that isn't in agreement with your belief system? And why is your belief system what it is? Do you believe what you believe because that's what somebody told you and you never had any other reason to think differently? Is it now maybe time to find a reason to think differently or at least to question? Because if the things that you believe are truly true, they should hold up to questioning. And don't you want to know what the real truth is? So, Della's philosophy on life. Here, guys, we are here to answer two main questions. One is to remember who we are. We always ask you hear it asked, what am I doing here? What's my purpose in life? Why am I who I am? Why was I placed here? Why do I have the life that I have? Why does my life suck when other people's lives look so easy? To find the answers to those questions is one of the main reasons that we're here on this earth. The next one is to remember who God is. And I don't say to learn who God is. Because you already know who God is. Before you were born, you were in God's presence. 
you know who God is. You're here to remember who God is from this standpoint, from this perspective, from this human life. And then I believe that the next step after that, or along the way with those things, is to recognize the Godhood that is in you. And this is not to blaspheme or to take away honor or power from the God that we speak of, the God who we believe created this world, but to recognize that he created you as he is, which means he created you to also be God, to also have the power of God. And that is what you're here for. Now, that might seem a little bit too much. If so, cool. Take your time with it. Like I said, I don't expect you to believe me just because I'm saying it. I also believe that we get more than one shot at this. I don't think for a second that this teeny, teeny, tiny speck of time that my life is, my life, maybe I'll live 100 years, and in the billions of years, trillions of years that this earth has been around, that's a teeny, teeny, tiny speck of time in the lifetime of this earth. And this earth is really only here for a teeny, teeny, tiny speck of time in the lifetime of the universe. And I have previously been taught that this speck of time within this speck of time and my behavior within it was what the entire rest of my existence throughout of all eternity depended on. And guys, I'm not buying that. I don't think that this teeny tiny speck of time within a teeny tiny speck of time is the crux where my eternal salvation and glory rests. I think that even if that were true, God would have made this life a whole lot easier. Because I don't believe in a God that's vengeful. I don't believe in a God that strikes with anger. A God who is angry, who demands compliance and will punish us for not giving that, is a smaller God than the God that I believe in. I believe in a God who is only and can only be love. And I believe that love is the most powerful, strongest, most amazing power in the universe. Love is the power that created the universe. And love is what God is. Therefore, God can only act in love. And in acting in love, he wants us to be able to be in his presence. And I was taught that I had to do certain things here so that I could be in God's presence after this life. What I'm coming to understand is that I don't need to wait till after this life, that I am in God's presence right here, right now, and so are you. That God is everywhere, that God is in the profound, and God is in the profane, that God is in the laughter, and God is in the tears. That God is in a child's face, and God is in the face of a homeless beggar. God 
is everywhere. If you look for God and only find him in the joyful, you're missing half the picture. And God didn't send us here knowing that we had one shot and only one shot at figuring all this out so that we could buy or earn the privilege of coming back to him. And another reason why I believe that is because God knew when I left where I was before earth and came into this body, he knew that I would not be able to follow all the rules that I was going to be told to follow. He knew that this list of do's and this list of don'ts that I would be told I was supposed to follow in order to be with him again would be very confusing. And not only that, but that it would not be possible for me, Della, to comply with those things to the level required in order to meet what I had been taught was the requirement for heaven. God knows me well enough that he knew my faults and he knew my failures and he knew before I came to earth that I would not be able to comply with those things to the point I would be told was necessary. So if all those things were true and God sent me here anyway, it meant that he was saying goodbye to me forever, that he was sending me out of his presence knowing that I would prove myself to be unworthy to come back. And my friends, I'm not buying that. God sent me here not to prove anything. He knows who I am. I don't have to show him. This is no test. God knows exactly who I am. He knows what I'm capable of. He knows what my tendencies are. And he knows the same thing about you. And he loves us anyway. And he offers himself to us, not only when this life is over, but right here right now and it's our job to recall that relationship that we have with him and your relationship with God probably does not look the way my relationship with God looks because you have a different relationship with God than I have he loves you every bit as much as he loves me there's no question about that And he loves me every bit as much as he loves you. God's love has no weight to it. It just is all-empowering and all-encompassing. And you are worthy of it and deserving of it, no matter who you are, no matter what family you were born into, no matter what choices you make, no matter what you look like, no matter how much money you have, you are worthy of God's love. And this life itself... Let me tell you what I think this life is. I believe this life is a type of dream, a type of an illusion or simulation. If you have had the opportunity to do virtual reality, I use a metaphor similar to that. Let me explain, even if you haven't used virtual reality. My kids used their allowance and bought these really cool virtual reality systems. Not ones that go on your phone, but ones that have markers on the wall and a big helmet and controllers for your hands. And when you put on this helmet, 
and put in the headphones, it blocks out any vision and any hearing of the room that you're standing in. So you might come over to my house and stand in my living room and put on this helmet. And all of a sudden, you are taken into this virtual world that you can tell isn't real. It's not as crisp as, as the world that you're used to. But it's enveloping. And within a few moments, you buy into it. You're there. You see your hands moving in front of you. You feel the depth of the space around you. You can interact with the environment. And even though you have fewer senses and less perception than you had before you put that helmet on, pretty soon you forget that you're standing in my living room and you are in the virtual world. And then, because you buy in so much, if I come up to you and tap you on the shoulder in my living room, you'll be surprised. It will stun you. You will be so bought into the world, the virtual world that you think that you're in, that you've bought into even for a few minutes, that to be tapped in this world is startling. And then when the time comes that you finish your game or you accomplish whatever you're doing and you take the helmet off, all of a sudden you remember that you were in my living room the whole time. All of a sudden you see the light and you hear people talking and you remember that that's where you were the whole time. And you might have been playing a soldier in the game that you were in, but that was never really you. That was just a game. And you might have even had friends who were also playing virtual reality who came into the game and played with you. They might have shot you. They might have been your enemy. But it was really just a game. And when you take your helmets off and put down your virtual reality handles and see your friends again, you realize, dude, I was so mad at you. Dude, you helped me so much. But really, it was all just a game. And it might be hard to believe that as serious as this life seems, as difficult as it seems, as stressful and with all the details that we deal with, it might be difficult to imagine that this life is merely virtual reality compared to the life that we're actually living outside of this. I believe that our souls and the consciousness of our souls goes beyond space and time and that from another place where we exist and reside we can send our consciousness into these bodies that reside here on earth and I believe that our consciousness can be, can be more than one place at, at one time I believe that our soul might even be feeding and fueling more than one human existence at a time there might be splits of your soul in other humans around the world. And once in a while, you might meet them. And when you do, it's a special moment. So while you're here, the whole idea is to remember that you're not here at all. While you're in the video game, you might get really, really mad at your friend who shot you and you thought that he was not fair. And that can be so real that even when you take the helmet off, some of that anger even 
has a residual effect for a minute until you realize, oh, wait, it's a game. I've done that kind of thing to him, too. We are in the illusion that is the game. We're here with our friends, and sometimes they're helping us, and sometimes they're our enemies. And when we step out of this illusion that is this earth body, you'll look around and you'll see those friends, and you'll, go, you'll say, oh, man, I was so mad at you. But that's how you helped me, and that's how you taught me. And we both became better at the game because we played together. I've also heard of all of earth life explained as a play. That the people in it play different characters. And when you leave this earth life, you go backstage and you see the whole cast and you realize, wow, we did a good job. Now let's have a cast party. So while we're here in this illusion, our job is to remember that it's an illusion. Now imagine, too, that in the room where you're standing, where you put on the virtual reality helmet, that God is in that room with you. And when you put on this virtual reality helmet, you never left his presence. He never took himself away from you, and you never took yourself away from him. You sent your consciousness to earth. But you are still and always are in God's presence. And when the time comes for you to take that helmet off, you'll look around and realize he was there the whole time. As I say these things, how do they feel to you? Do they resonate? Do they ring true? Do they make you curious? Because the thing I want more than anything is for you to think about it yourself. I want you to change your thoughts. I want you to have independent thoughts. I want you to consider for yourself what is true for you, and I want you to listen to that voice inside you that tells you what is true for you. And if right now you're confused, ask again later for some clarification. Della was talking about some crazy stuff. What of that should resonate with me? Now, another part of this is we don't just get one game. We play one game. We learn from it. We take the helmet off and realize we're still with God. We're still with our friends. We're all helping each other, even when we think that we're not. Then we put on the, the helmet again and start another game and go through it over and over and slowly get better, slowly take some skills from game to game with us. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is reincarnation, the point of living more than one life. Because as I said earlier, I don't believe that this speck of dust in time that is my life which is in this speck of dust in time that is the life of this earth, which is the speck of dust in time that is the life of this universe, is what my salvation for the rest of the universe depends upon. I just don't. I think if that was true, God would have made it a whole lot easier. But I also think that it's easier than we think it is because we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves to get it all right the first time because we get more than one shot. In fact, we get as many shots as we need. We can return to this existence on this earth, different lives, different bodies, as many times as we need to figure it out. And you might think, well, you don't remember your other lives. How can you take what you learned into those, from those lives into this life? 
well, honey, you already are. You already have. You just don't know it. Isn't there something that you've learned that you did it the first time and thought, wow, this is so easy. It feels like I've done it before. Well, chances are you have. Chances are you did that in a different life. You might recognize someone and say, I've never met you before, but you seem so familiar. Well, maybe you have met them before, but it was in a different life. There is a lot of research and information on reincarnation past and recurrent lives. Dr. Brian Weiss wrote a couple of books that are really fantastic that explain some of his very specific cases that he worked with himself. Of course, I adore my teacher, Dolores Cannon, who was also a past life regression hypnotist and whose process I have learned and become certified in as a quantum healing hypnosis technique hypnotist so that I can also help people view their past lives, experience their past lives, and take more of what they learned in those lives to remember it here in this life. And that's always a beautiful thing because your higher self always takes you to see the past life that will give you the most benefit now. We do have more than one shot. We have more than one chance. And no matter how many times we think we're screwing it up, we're not. Every mistake is a detour in the right direction. Every time we're being hard on ourselves, we really should give ourselves a break because nobody, including God, expects us to get it all right the first time around. We're not, none of us are even on our first time around. He doesn't expect us to get it right our 50th time around. If we do, great. If we need 150, if you need 578, cool. All the opportunities you need. And really think about how much fun that is. Because I like this life. I'm having a lot of fun in this life. But I think it would have been cool to live in the 1970, the 1700s in Italy. And I think it would have been cool to be a scribe in a pyramid. And I think it would have been cool to be a potato farmer in Ireland. And I got to do as many of those things as I wanted. None of us are limited to this life only. There's more chance. And if you're thinking, okay, Della, well, what about heaven and hell? Do you know that hell is not even mentioned in the Bible? Heaven is a term that describes the presence of love and the presence of God. And you don't have to do anything to achieve that other than recognize that you're already there. Hell does not exist as a place. There's no burning fire. Guys, when I was a kid, somebody told me that there was a Santa Claus to comply, to encourage me to comply with the behaviors that they wanted with the reward of toys. A few hundred years ago, the Catholic Church made up a story about the devil to inspire compliance within the people to get a certain type of behavior in order to avoid this place of going to hell and dealing with this person, the devil. God is not so small to let you be punished eternally when all you did was the best you could do. I'm going to say that again. God is not so small that he would punish you eternally 
when all you did was the best you can do. God knows how hard your life is, and he does not expect you to get it right the first time, the second time, or even now. He just wants you to keep learning. He just wants you to keep growing, and he wants you to remember who you are. And he wants you to remember who he is. And he wants you to remember your relationship with him. And then he wants you to remember the Godhood that is within you. That's why you're here on earth. To remember yourself, to remember God, and to remember that you are God. Also, you're here to have a really great time. God didn't send you here to be miserable and you don't achieve heaven by living in hell the whole time you're on earth. Heaven is here now. And that's Della's philosophy on life. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in all your philosophy. This is Della. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I do want you to think for yourself. Have a great week.